This is Tamron Hall, and you're listening to Five Questions with Dan Shawbell. You're listening to the Five Questions podcast, and I'm your host, Dan Shawbell. In fewer than 10 minutes, my goal is to extract the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is TV host and author Tamron Hall. Tamron is the Emmy award-winning TV host and executive producer of the syndicated talk show Tamron Hall. We talk about her new book, Watch Where They Hide, her interview style, and more during this episode. Tamron, welcome to Five Questions. Dan, happy to be here. Well, it's such a pleasure to connect with you, and I've definitely admired your whole media career. But I'm curious, like, how were you inspired to pursue a career in media, and how do you navigate the journey to becoming a prominent TV host? The short answer is, at about five years old, I was nicknamed not necessarily, because I questioned every single thing that any person ever told me. When my cousins would get into trouble or want something from the adults around us, they would send me in as the negotiator to make the case. So my mother said I was going to be a lawyer or a journalist. But I also love talking to people. And I grew up in a very small town, Luling, Texas. I'd find myself hanging out with a lot of the older people on my grandfather's street. And I would listen to their stories and their lives. My grandfather was born in 1901. He was a sharecropper who could not read, who signed his name with an X. And many of the people on his little rural street were the same. A little bit later in life, my mother and myself and my father, who's in the military, moved to a bigger town. And I would always go back for the summers. And each time, I now know what it's called. But back then, I was interviewing them without knowing it. And so through that passion, I found my career. And I say now, I had no choice. It's almost a weird way. Like when ministers say they were called, I was called into this. And the only other thing I ever thought about doing was a being a blackjack dealer, and I don't know how to play cards. So it was this or bust. So I interviewed Joy Reid. Yeah. And I'm telling you, broadcasters are the best interviews. They're so great. And they're so conversational. Like, just compared to everyone between like oh. actors, actors, like astronauts, like everyone I've interviewed, <laughs> broadcasters are always like unbelievably good. You're another, You're just another person. It's like re- emphasizes that for me. And speaking Thank of your you. in- interview style, which is obviously excellent and is praised as being very authentic and being you having a very authentic voice. How do you prepare for interviews and establish a connection with your guests? I see myself in this weird way as an anthropologist. I know that's strange, but I'm trying to figure it out. And I do daytime talk shows. So for me, I can never get trapped into one style. And I say that, for example, today's show, we taped, you know, parents who are remixing the parenting game. And so we had on this family from Houston who created this show called Gracie's Corner. It is a worldwide phenomenon. Billions of people now following them on YouTube. Her mother is a psychologist. Her dad is a chemist. And during the pandemic, they found themselves making Afro beats with the ABC song. And it's turned into this sensation. And a few minutes after that, I was interviewing a man who um, has turned into uh, an inspiration on social media. He lost his ability to walk after an awful incident and has become a champion for parents with disabilities. And he shows the real raw world. I say those stories as an example of the range. I never know the tone of the day. So it's important for me to get to know that person, but not so much so that I'm not present in the interview. You know, there's a fine line between studying and overstudying where you want the person to come through. I try not to look at cards. I have cards in front of me. I glance down for certain things because we take, for example, one live show and a tape show a day. So you have a lot of content swirling through. I've tried to learn in my interview style, this balance of studying, getting to know the person, but allowing yourself to be present 
to respond. So I don't look at a list of questions. I listen to the answer because the answer gives you your next question. All the great interviews I've talked to over the years say that listening is actually the most important skill. And it connects back to everything you said earlier too about the importance of like listening and paying attention. Otherwise, how are you going to know what to ask next? How are you going to know how to kind of continue the dialogue? And then this balance of how much do you prep? Because it's not like the audience is spending 40 hours prepping. They don't even know who's going to come on, right? Yeah. yeah. And so yeah, if you for- over prep, it's like it doesn't feel as natural potentially. And aside from your daytime show, you have this great crime fiction series. How did you come up with the idea for the series in the first place? And what do you think will appeal most with Watch Where They Hide? Well, the series started as a pandemic hobby. You know, we were all looking for ways to occupy our time, especially when we started to learn much more about what was happening. Right? Our lives had changed forever, but that initial fear was gone. And I was sitting there and and I love my husband, but he was becoming very boring. <laughs> so I was like, let me figure out something that I want to do. And I'd been approached when we launched a show to do a beauty book or even, you know, a memoir. Those were things that I had in the back of my mind, but I wasn't ready for that space. This character of Jordan Manning, I wanted to share with the reader, what is it really like for someone who covers crime? And 30 years of my career, much of that journey has been as a general assignment reporter overnight who was knocking on the door of someone and I'm asking for an interview. And it usually wasn't about something good. I had this very unique, as uh, Liam Neeson says in Taken, I had a particular set of skills <laughs> that I had acquired as a true crime reporter specifically and a general assignment reporter. And I wanted to bring this Nancy Drew-esque character to life. I was a big Nancy and I'm a big Nancy Drew, Agatha Christie, but a modern lens. She's a journalist who studied forensic science in college, but didn't want to pursue that route. Now she's a journalist and the first book opens with her outside of a crime scene. And I wanted through Jordan Manning's lens or her eye and her journey to share what I tell people in my intimate circles and my friends now, I didn't know the level of PTSD that I had. And I don't use that loosely. Jordan gave me an opportunity to write this character, to use real things that I experienced, but also peppering in as a woman. You know, she's on a career track. Does love come in? How do you balance having friends? And when does ambition become blind ambition or is ambition always okay? So she's dealing with the struggle of being a woman in the newsroom. It's amazing. I mean, you've orchestrated this to get the message out in a unique way. You didn't take, I guess, the easy way out and just write another book like anyone else would write. That's why when I saw this series, I'm like, oh, this is very unique and cool. And people were like, oh, I didn't know she wrote that book. The way you did it and you orchestrated part of who you are into it, which I thought was really smart. And through everything you do, what do you think the main message is that you're trying to convey about our criminal justice system? You know, I think it's a bigger message about journalism. You know, I got into the world of being a journalist. And I remember when I was a reporter starting out in Dallas, covering, it was like a heat wave, the kind where, you know, you see the people crack the egg and it's like, the reporter's like, look how hot it is. The egg cracked and fried on the lid. And I had a news director, a man, and I had a white button down shirt on, I remember. And I took off my jacket. It was like a, you know, short sleeve, but not a tank, you know. And he got in my earpiece and said, put your jacket back on. People won't take you seriously. It was 115 degrees. Because in his mind's eye, for me to be taken seriously as a credible female in the world of journalism, I needed to have on a men's style blazer. 
thank God things have changed significantly. But with Jordan and with this book, it really is a lens of journalism, how we've evolved and also the pains of some of the decisions made and the ramifications even today. You know, we used to say suspect is five, nine, wears glasses, thick eyebrows, last thing wearing a blue shirt. And that could be anyone more nefarious when you would say black male, five, eight in a black hoodie, that could be anyone. And it would send police and eyes into neighborhoods and made people very generic and put people's lives in danger. And I remember saying to a news director, that description could be any black guy I know. And he said, well, that's what the police gave us. And so now as journalists, we know now to question whether it's uh, in a political lens or the day-to-day local stories that we're covering. And I've been privileged to be in this profession for 30 years and watch it evolve, watch it still make mistakes, pour some of this into what I'm able to create as an author in the true crime lens. And it's been wonderful to do as a woman over the age of 50, when a lot of the women I look up to in the business were shown the exit before this age. Absolutely. And what's your best piece of career advice? Bet on yourself. The the idea that somehow the gut should not be listened to as seeked in. People can analyze too much data. They can pull the room. They can look at polls. But the gut is a part of who we are as a human, right? We're, we're equipped with this instinct. And that does not mean that you can't do it alone. You need a team. You need a family. So many things that have come my way, I've bet on myself. And that does not mean doing it alone. You are equipped with very specific and particular things and bet on those things. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Tamron. To follow her journey, you can read Watch Where They Hide and find her on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, and Instagram where she shares her appearances, travels, and daytime show. To watch the full extended video version of this episode, go to youtube.com slash Bell. And please remember to rate and review the 5 Questions podcast on iTunes. (laughs) 